whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Are you glad for the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. Such a privilege to be in the house of the Lord at Bendale today and feel the presence of the Lord. I love what I feel, and I feel what I love. Amen. So good to us. God is so good to us. Can you say amen? amen. I know we are starting a brand new year, and uh, I am not a New Year's, uh, I'm not a revolutionist, but I'm not a resolutionist either. Um, I believe that we need to purpose in our heart to do some things different, maybe. I know I've purposed in my heart, and I've prayed and told God, I want to be a better preacher than I ever have. I want a closer walk with God than I've ever had. And I want to be able to bless the children of God more than I ever have, because I know we're living in the end time. How many feel like you're blessed this morning? How many really feel like you're blessed today? Hallelujah. But you know, through all of this, through all of this, how many would still like some added blessing? Blessing falls in a lot of different categories. So many times we think of blessings as just finances. But finances can't buy peace of mind. Some here this morning needs to be blessed in peace of mind. Hallelujah. Finances can't put a home back together. But the blessings of God can. Hallelujah. I know where I'm at this morning. Praise God. Amen. We got to prepare for a blessing. And what, what you're doing here this morning, worshiping the Lord, staying faithful to the Lord, you're preparing for a blessing from God. Uh, you can be seated for just a moment. Let me tell you about preparing for a blessing. Um, I'm not a money preacher. You know that. I'm not here, I'm not here for that. But let, let me just tell you how God can bless you, amen, or how God works. Uh, I was preaching at... Um, I'll tell you where it's at, Brother Seymour's Church in Gulfport, if you'd like to call. And there's a young man there that several years ago, he didn't, have, he didn't have two pennies to rub together. He was just making it from pillar to post, just a, just a teenage uh, in his latter teens. But in prayer, he, um, he said he felt like God wanted him to, to give us a $100 bill. Well, when he tried to give it to me, I didn't want to take it, and, and uh, I didn't take it. And the pastor of the church come to him and told me, he said, you take it. He said, this boy's faithful in paying his tithes. He just, he just needs an added blessing. So um, I took it. And he told me, he said, and, and I don't want nobody's money. Brother Moore takes good care of me. I want you to know that. So that ain't what this is all about. Amen. I don't want you to get a question mark in your mind. I don't want you, I don't want your money. But this boy started paying us $100 every time we come down there to preach. And I'd always go to the pastor and I said, look, he gave me such and such. He said, I, I want it. He said, I know all about it. I want him to do it. What was he doing? He was preparing for a blessing. He married, this same boy married 
And somewhere, him and his wife sat down and talked about it, and he still gave that $100. And now, he's making $10,000 a week, a week. He's paying his tithes off of that, and he still slaps that $100 bill in my hand. He's, he prepared for a blessing from God. It didn't start last week or the week before. He didn't sow one day and expect to reap it all the next. But he prepared for a blessing. I want to preach to us this morning about preparing for a blessing. Not just financial. I'm talking about there needs to be healings in the house. Amen. God needs to touch people this morning spiritually in the house, physically in the house. God needs to touch us mentally in the house. I'm talking about us. I'm going to preach to McCain this morning, the same time I preach to you. Is that all right? I sure feel the Holy Ghost in being here today. I count it an honor and a privilege to come. How many is going to help me have church for a little while? Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. If you'd like to go to the book of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, And not too many times do I know what I'm going to preach that night if I'm going to be in a place. And if we don't do too bad on this, I suppose we'll still be here tonight. <laughs> and um, I want you to bring out every backslider. I want you to bring out every person that's been wounded or hurt. And David said, uh, I was wounded in the house of a friend. A lot of people were wounded in the house of the Lord. Not by purpose, but it's the purpose of the enemy. It's the purpose of the devil. Amen. To wound us in the house of a friend. And if we get wounded in the house, it don't, it don't bother me. I'm, I'm talked about. I'm not famous, but I am notorious. There's a little difference there. <laughs> Most outlaws were notorious. It really don't bother me too much about what somebody says if they don't really know me. But if I find that my friend, my, my close friend or confidant says something, it wounds, it hurts. If we're not careful, we can get wounded in the house of a friend. So I want you to bring out everybody that you know that's struggling with something, or has been wounded in the house of the Lord, or feels like they're in a place that God has given up on them, I want them in this house tonight. Praise the Lord. That ain't what I'm preaching about this morning. That's what I'm going to preach on tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Go into the book of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse. And I sure need your help today. Amen. Now they're cried. Everybody say cried. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. What a sad situation that we're looking at. And thou knowest, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? Everybody say, What? 
do you have in your house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all the, those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Everybody say, she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay the debt, and live, thou and thy children of the rest. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing on this word today? God, as we humble ourselves before you this morning, the power of your love, the power of your spirit, and your word would find its place in our hearts, our minds, our very souls. As your anointing rests upon Brother McCain this morning, use him, God, to walk in the spirit, to bring to us what we need in this house that would transform us and change us, to walk in your power, love, and grace. We know that you hear our prayers and will answer them and minister unto our needs as we give you the glory and the praise for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the church said amen. amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody needs to just start out by telling the devil he's a liar. How many knows the devil's still alive? Hallelujah. The devil didn't change from 2005 to 2006. He's still alive. Amen. And I know some this morning you're struggling with some things. Let me help you today. Let, let the Holy Ghost help you today. Praise the Lord. Amen. You ought to, some of you need to be running the aisles today. The devil told you you wouldn't still be here at the end of 205. But you ought to get out there and put your head... Put your foot on his head this morning and say, hey, devil, I'm still here. I'm still here. Hallelujah. I may not be where I need to be, but I'm not where I have been. I'm still here. Hallelujah. Whoa, run, devil, run. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him a little praise right now. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised in the mountains of his holiness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. For a little while this morning, I want to preach on preparing, preparing for a blessing. We find that this situation here, the scripture said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant... My husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Situation at hand right here, this little woman, um, there was a lot of things as the Holy Ghost began to deal with me yesterday 
about, and I really feel like God has given me for this, this for this church today. I really feel it in the Holy Ghost. Not an accident that we're here. Amen. But, but this little woman, the wife of a prophet, the sons of the prophet, uh, this prophet of her husband, uh, he was a servant unto the prophet Elisha. And now we find that for some reason, I don't know what happened, but he's died. And this little woman is crying. And uh, uh, there is a misconception today that if you're a child of God, there's not going to be any tears. Uh, if you're a Holy Ghost child of God, there's not going to be any days of sorrow. But somewhere there's going to be some rain. Somewhere the storm clouds are going to gather. It does not mean that you're not uh, a child of God. It does not mean that the hand of God is not on you. But there's going to be some days of sorrow. And there's going to be some days that the tears come and you're going to wonder where God is and this little woman right here amen there's going to be some things that come in life to us amen life's going to give us some stuff amen that we don't like and now we find that this little woman she is she has gone to her preacher she's gone to the prophet the great man Elisha and she is pouring out her heart unto him and the scripture says that she is crying unto him and she is telling him the situation. Uh, she said, my husband, thy servant, uh, is dead and now the creditors come. Uh, but before she even told him about the creditors, uh, she first told him, she said, thou knowest uh, that my husband did fear the Lord. Uh, I'm telling you something this morning. Uh, it's of great gain to us to fear the Lord. Uh, it's of great gain to us today. Amen. To be able to enter into the presence of the Lord. Uh, Amen. With that godly fear. But yet step boldly to the throne of grace. That little widow woman. I don't know how long her husband had been dead. I don't know how long that he'd already been buried. But it didn't take but a day or two for the creditors to come knocking on that door. There's going to be a day you're going to need God. There's going to be a day you're going to need the man of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she knew where to run to. She didn't run to the things of the world. Amen. She didn't run to the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. But she ran to the man of God. She ran to the prophet of God. Let me tell you just a little bit about Elisha. We find that Elisha at one time was a servant. So he knew the condition that her husband was, was in. He knew what it was to be a servant unto the prophet. Because one time he was a servant uh, unto Elijah and now we find that him following Elijah and we find that Elijah is fixing to be caught up uh, amen we find that he's fixing to be taken up by the hand of God and Elijah asked Elijah said what do you want of me he said I tell you what I want he said I want a double portion amen of the same power of God that you've got in your life I've come to preach to this church this morning uh, if you're struggling with some things God still got a double portion. If there's some things on your back that you want to shake off, amen, God still got that double portion of the Holy Ghost today. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 
He said, you've asked a hard thing, Elisha. He said, nevertheless, if you see me whenever you're taken up, whenever I'm taken up, then this double portion is going to be yours. And God tested him. And the prophet tested him. He tried to get him to stay here. He said, you just stay here and I'm going on yonder. He said, as my soul liveth. He said, I'm not going to depart from you. I'm telling somebody in the house today, you better stay with the church. You better stay with the preacher. You better stay with the man of God. As your soul liveth, it'll live because you stay with the preacher. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the preacher just coming to the house. Oh, she Oh, somebody's going to prepare for a blessing. Amen. You're not going to leave the way you come. But God's going to bless somebody. And God's going to strengthen the hands of somebody today. Hallelujah. You know how they crossed Jordan. They came up to Jordan. And that old prophet Elijah pulled that mantle off of his back. He smote those waters. And they parted. And here, Elijah and Elisha go across the Jordan. And whenever they crossed the Jordan, there came a fiery chariot. Amen. And caught him up. And he was taken up. And he cried out unto him. Amen. But he was gone. Amen. There's going to be a day that you're going to stand alone. There's going to be a day it's just going to be you and God. And I tell you what, you better be prepared. I said you better be prepared for the blessing. There's going to be a day, young people, that your mama can't pray out of trouble. And your daddy can't pray out of trouble. It's going to be you that's had to learn how to pray. It's going to be you that's going to need God that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we find that Elisha... Elisha looks around, and there he's, he's heartbroken because his preacher, his prophet, is taken out of his life. But he looks around, and there's that old man laying on the ground. And he picks that mantle up, and maybe for the first time, I'm sure that he had picked it up and put it on the shoulders of the prophet. I'm sure there was times, Brother Moore, amen, that he handled it so carefully, and he placed it on the, on the back and on the hands of the prophet. But now he looks, and that old mantle is laying on the ground, and the prophet is gone, and he reaches and he gets a hold of that mantle for the first time, realizing that the mantle was in his hands. I come to tell you something, church. Amen. The church is not for the elders. Amen. The elders are going on. But there better be somebody that'll pick up that mantle. There's got to be somebody that says, put it on me, God. Hallelujah. There better be somebody willing to pick up that mantle. There's got to be somebody willing to say, I might be young, but I feel this Holy Ghost. I might be young, but I feel the mantle of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And a crowd of onlookers on the other side of Jordan. And now he's standing there, and brother, he's all he's on the other side of Jordan from where he needs to be. Amen. Can I tell you something? There's gonna be some times in your life that you're gonna be on the wrong side of Jordan. There's gonna be some times in your life, amen, that you're gonna have to let God be God. I've come to tell somebody this morning how big is your God. I'm telling you how big he is. He's bigger than the alcohol, he's bigger than divorce court. 
He's bigger than the drugs. He's bigger than the sin of the world. You just got to pick up the mantle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel a little bit preachified this morning. Mm, I'm like the black folks. I feel churchy right now. Hallelujah. He walks back to the banks of that Jordan. And he's not looking at the crowd. He's not worried about the crowd. Amen. He's got something in his hand. And he realizes, hey, this thing has fell on me. It's my responsibility now. I feel something different. When I put it on my shoulders, I'm not going to walk like I used to walk. I'm not going to talk like I used to talk. I'm not going to act like I used to act. I got the metal on me. Somebody needs to hear. You better prepare for the blessing. Hallelujah. He walks back to the banks of that Jordan. And I'm telling you, he looks at those old muddy waters. I can see in my mind the current swirling and, and rising and swirling. Amen. And trying every way in the world to tell him, hey, hey, it's too dangerous for you. You got to have an Elijah. I'm telling you, I believe he looked up to heaven uh, and he said, I got the power. I got the power. I saw him when he was caught up. I'm asking for a double portion. I believe I got the power. I believe the mantles fell on me. Brother, there was something rose up on the inside of him. And he said, where? He looked up and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? and he smoked that water and he walked across on dry ground I'm telling somebody you better pick up the mantle you better pick up the mantle of God hallelujah 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 he picked up that mantle he cried out where is the Lord God of Elijah I'm asking you young people this morning where are the Elijahs of the Lord God where are the Elijahs of the Lord God? Where are those that's willing to pick up that mantle and said, I'm going to do it better than daddy did it. I'm going to do it stronger than mama did it. I'm going to get a prayer life for myself because I'm going to prepare for the blessing. Hallelujah. And now we find, amen, when he crossed that Jordan, amen, he had a promise in his heart. Can I tell you something? The same devil, I said the same devil worked back then that's working today. Amen. Whenever he got that double portion, I believe he began to count. He said, oh, Elijah, he did this. He did that. He did that. He did that. He come up with seven notable miracles that the man before him done. He said, I got a double portion. I know I'm going to do at least 14. <laughs> Hallelujah. What was he talking about, Brother Ford? He was talking about those exploits. Those exploits. Hallelujah. And now we come down to where I'm at today. And this is, this is going to be about his 13th great miracle. 12th or 13th great miracle. He said, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. But can I tell you something? Amen. When he laid on his deathbed, he didn't have but 13 of those miracles under his belt, brother. 
And the devil come a knocking and said, hey, God didn't give you no double portion. Amen. There was something, I'm telling you, God heard it from the portals of glory. And God said, what was that I just heard? That devil said, hey, I want you to know, Elijah, you didn't get no double portion. Amen. The man of God lied to you, and God lied to you. You didn't get it. Amen. Can I tell you something? I believe there was something rose up on the inside of that prophet and said, I may not have but 13. I want you to know there's another one on the way. I got that double portion. There's somebody got to reach out by faith. There's somebody just got to believe God. I'm telling you, the miracle is on the way. Hallelujah. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. If the Word of God said it, it's going to come to pass. If the man of God said it, it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. There we find that Elisha died with 13 notable miracles. Hallelujah. And they buried him and they put him in this tomb. He, they put him in a tomb. I don't know if he is there a week. I don't know if he is there a month. I don't know if he is there a year. Amen. But the devil was having himself a party. I'm sure that he had told everybody around. He said he didn't get but 13. Amen. He didn't get a double portion. But then there was a, was a funeral possession one day. And they were carrying a dead man along. Hallelujah. They were carrying a dead man to bury him. And they looked up and the Midianites were coming. They said, hey there comes trouble well what are we going to do with a dead man they said just throw him in the tomb of Elisha and whenever that dead man hit hit the bones of the prophet up he came I'm telling you 14 miracles it was that double portion it was that double portion <laughs> hallelujah can't you imagine those men that had thrown that dead man in there as they began to run and they looked and somebody just passed them up. It was the man they just threw in there. Hallelujah. He was probably, I'm number 14, boys. I'm number 14. I'm, the, I'm telling you this morning, if God said it, it's going to happen. You can't doubt it. You can't reason it out. If God said it, it's going to happen. You just got to prepare for the miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I'm just telling you about her preacher now. Hallelujah. Fix him to get down to where I want to preach for a few minutes. That was her preacher. You got to have confidence in your preacher. When you can't see it, you still got to have confidence in it. When you don't understand it, you still got to have confidence in it. What am I doing, brother? You're preparing for the blessing. You're preparing for the miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young man, I say a young man, a man and his wife, probably in the, around 50 years old. And I think that's pretty young right now. Amen. But anyway, they came to church at Brother Bowen's. Uh, I was up there three weeks ago, and Brother Bowen called me this week. They'd never been to an apostolic church in their life. Never been there. And, and I don't hardly ever call anybody out when I know that they had never been to an apostolic church. That I, I just couldn't get my eyes off of them while I was preaching. And I was preaching on when all hope is gone, Jesus comes. Hallelujah. When all hope is gone, amen, and everything is said and done, then Jesus comes. And I went down to where that, that woman was sitting.
nothing. I said, ma'am, I said, never laid eyes on you, but God said to pray for you if you'll let me. I said, I don't want to embarrass you, but if you'll let me, I want to pray for you. And she said, I want to be prayed for. And brother, she threw her hands up and we began to pray for her. Amen. The Holy Ghost fell on her. I want you to know God is good. I said, God is good. Her husband was sitting there and his head bowed low. And I went to him and I said, sir, I understand this is your first time to ever be in an apostolic church. And I said, you probably don't understand nothing that's going on, but you're going to understand what I'm telling you. I said, I see a doctor telling you. I see a doctor telling you that all hope is gone. I see a doctor telling you to set your house in order. Amen. And that your days are numbered. Amen. But I'm telling you this morning, I said, God said to tell you. God said to tell you. When all hope is gone, Jesus comes. I said, I, I believe I can pray for you right now. And I said, I believe in the Holy Ghost. God's going to let his healing hand of virtue come down. And I said, that cancer, I curse it to the roots. Hallelujah. Brother Bowen called me this week. He said, that man that you was praying for, amen, he come on to the altar and started seeking for the Holy Ghost. He said, but that man you was praying for on Friday, he had went to the doctor and the doctor told him, sir, amen, all hope is gone. Cancer has eat your lungs up and there ain't nothing we can do for you. He went back. He went back after prayer. He went back after he was baptized in Jesus' name. He went back this week, and the doctor said, I don't understand it. All I see is a scar where the cancer has been taken out. Amen. There ain't no cancer there. There ain't nothing left in there. He prepared for a blessing from God. You got to reach out by the hand of faith. You got to reach out and prepare for the blessing of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He had prepared, he had prepared for the blessing of God. Hallelujah. In Acts, it said, and they that gladly receive the word. Hallelujah. That's who was added to the church. It was they that gladly received the word. Hallelujah. Now we find this little woman. And it, this scripture tells me a lot about this little woman. Amen. She is crying as she goes to the prophet. And she tells him, now my husband's dead. And I'm going I'm to parallel this creditor this morning, if you'll allow me. I'm going to take this scripture maybe just a, a little out of context, but not much. Amen. I'm going to use that devil this morning for that creditor. She said, my husband is dead. And you know we don't have nothing and, and the creditor has come to take my children out of my house. I'm telling you this morning, a divided home, it's a red hot target for the creditor. Amen, it's a red hot target. Amen, for the creditor to come in and try to steal those children. If there's going to be a church, somebody's going to have to be blessed. If there's going to be a church of tomorrow, we can't let the creditor come in and take our children out of the house of the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. This little woman told me some things. First, she was poor. And there's a lot of people think that you can only judge your Holy Ghost even by the bank account that you got or the house you live in or the car you drive. Hallelujah. I will tell you this morning, we don't have to be satisfied being, you know what that is? We don't have to be Pentecostals. 
to be saved. Hallelujah. We don't have to be Pentecostals, hallelujah, to have this Holy Ghost. Man, these people think you've got to have four different kind of tires on your car and three different kind of hubcaps and the fenders flopping before you can be apostolic. I've come to tell you, you can get the blessings of God on your life. Amen. But the scripture also said, it is where the poor and the rich meet there together. So I know there's going to be some that dies poor. And they're going to have just as much in the kingdom of God as that one has got plenty. Hallelujah. Don't leave me this morning now. This little woman was poor. But she was proud in her heart of who she was. And she did not want to give her children up to the world or to the creditors. They were Hebrews. If you go to the book of Deuteronomy, it'll tell you that a Hebrew that was sold into slavery or taken on a debt, he had to be a slave for seven years. And if he couldn't work his debt out during that seven years, he was a slave for another seven years. And he could remain that for his life. And there was a little woman, there was a mother in Israel who said, I'm not willing to give my children up to the creditor. I'm going to you, preacher. My husband believed in you and I believed in you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It told me some things about him. It told me he died as a young man. I don't know what he died of, but he had two little boys. It also told me some other things. He was a prophet in the time of Ahab and Jezebel when there wasn't but 7,000 that did not bow a knee to Baal. He was one of them. That told me some things about this little no-name prophet. Hallelujah. He didn't bow a knee to Baal. And, and Ahab and Jezebel made it as hard on the prophets as they could. But this man didn't sell his soul for profit and gain. He stuck with a message. Hallelujah. He said, I'm telling you, we may not give our children nothing else, but we're going to give them a heritage. We may not be able to fill our house with things, but we're going to give them a heritage. Hallelujah. There was somewhere they sat down and talked about it, brother. There was somewhere I, I need a wife for just a few minutes. Now, don't get your hopes up, but can I borrow you? Come in. Come in. Sit down. Yeah. I've already got one. But I, just, I just need to borrow one. Don't get your hopes up. They were somewhere. Y'all give her a good hand. I told her this morning, it was so good to see her without a cast or a crutch today. Amen. Somewhere this prophet and his wife sat down, and they talked about some things. Somewhere this man of God and his wife sat down and said, we got these little old boys coming on, and I don't want to bring nothing into my house. I don't want nothing in here that's going to cause them to go to the world. I don't want nothing in here to thank them. I don't want them to ever look and think that their daddy ever sold out to Jezebel and Ahab. I may not be able to give them everything, but uh, Mama, I'm telling you what, I want you to teach them how to pray. I'll do my best to put bread on the table. I'll do my best, and we're going to prepare for them a blessing somewhere. We may have to do without ourselves, but we're going to put something in the heart of these boys that's going to stay. Hallelujah. Because there's going to come a time that me and you's going to, going to go to the tabernacle for the last time, both of us together. I don't know, but he said, let's plan this now. 
If I go first, he said, you make sure my boys don't go to the creditor. Whatever you got to do. I'm sure she asked him, said, well, what, what do I need to do? You stay with the church. You stay with the preacher. You stay with the man that I've always been faithful to. You stay with him. Amen, because you're going to need that preacher. Somewhere are you going to need that preacher. And they somewhere, I want you to put it in the hearts of these little old boys. Amen, they ain't nobody like their preacher. Amen, you build him up, you strengthen him. And now we find that this man has died. And this woman has got those two boys. Amen, this, this woman, and she's standing before the prophet. And she's crying unto him. And she said, you know. My husband feared the Lord. You know he was thy servant, and he feared the Lord. But now the creditors has come, and they're trying to take my boys away. And that old prophet looked at her, and he said, What shall I do for you? Brother, I have people call, had them calling this morning, asking, What do I need to do? What do I need to do? But Sister Moore, can I tell you something? They tell me what they want me to tell them. They tell me what they want to hear. And then when I don't tell them that, they don't like it. You ever had, no, you ain't never had that to happen. I can tell by the look on your face, it's been smooth sailing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But before she could even ask, answer that question, he said, what shall I do for thee? And then he looked straight in her eyes. And he said, what have you got in your house? I'd like to preach for just a few minutes this morning. There's going to be a day you're going to need God. If it was today, if it was today, what have you got in your house? What have you got in your house? Hallelujah. Boy, I'm telling you, I believe she stood as tall as she could. She said, I ain't got anything in my house but a pot of oil. And all the way through the Word of God, that all represented the power and the anointing of God. All the way through the Word of God, that all represented the Holy Ghost and the power of Jehovah. Hallelujah. She looked at him. She said, there ain't nothing in my house that belongs to Jezebel. There ain't nothing in my house that belongs to Ahab. There ain't nothing in my house but a pot of oil. I'm asking somebody, well, you ain't here now. I'm Asking somebody today what you got in your house. Hallelujah. She said, I made sure, me and, me and my husband sat out a long time ago, and we made sure there wasn't going to be nothing in this house. Save the all. Because we may not be blessed, but we want our children blessed. How many in here has made sacrifices for your children? Come on, be honest. You're not bragging on yourself. I know you have. You made sacrifices that your children could have better than you. Amen. Can I tell you, when it comes to living for God, we need to make sure we ain't got nothing in the house, save a pot of oil. Oh, I could meddle right now. Praise God. I could meddle a little bit, brother. I believe I will. Amen. I drove a long ways this morning. Amen. And God spoke. I want you to know I ain't been talking. Amen. Don't you ever go to this man of God and think he's ever told me one thing about anybody in this church. He never has. Never has. 
Hallelujah. And if he started, I wouldn't come back. When I look you in the eyeball, I'll tell you the Holy Ghost told me. I'm asking you today, what you got in your house? Hallelujah. Is there envy? Is there malice? Is there strife? Is there confusion? You can have confusion in the house real easy. Hallelujah. I, I see somebody. I ain't even going to look at you. I can't. Even I see somebody in here, you've been, you've been cheating a little bit, young lady. I see you wearing dresses to church and wearing dresses around mom and daddy. Even but when you go off, you're putting on some things, brother. I'm telling they're putting on some pants. Can you hear me this morning? I'm asking you, what you got in your house? There's going to be a day you're going to need God. You go, there's going to be a day you're going to have to look God in the face or your preacher in the face. And that preacher said, is there anything in your life? I mean, is there anything in your heart? Is there anything in the house that don't need to be there? Oh, it might get quiet now. Run, devil, run. Oh, devil, you knew I was coming. You showed up anyway. I've come to tell you. I've come to tell you. There's going to be somebody prepared for a blessing. Better get the confusion out of your house. Mama, you better quit covering up for that girl. You ain't preparing her for a blessing. You preparing her to go to hell. I'm going to preach it. I may not be here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling somebody right now, I'm walking in the Holy Ghost. How there's a mama in here that's covered up for a girl. Amen. There's somebody in here that they know that they're doing wrong and, and, they, and they are, they're abiding them in it. You ain't preparing them for a blessing. You're preparing them for a down. Hallelujah. What you got in your house, little woman? We ain't got nothing in there but a pot of oil. Amen. We made up our mind a long time ago. We was going to prepare for the blessing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Whenever your preacher gets up here and does preach on standards, uh, amen, I know he don't preach on it all the time, but there is a time for it. Uh, amen, because the scripture said, it said, when trouble comes in like a flood, uh, amen, the spirit of the Lord uh, shall rise up a standard against it. Uh, amen, can I tell you what those standards are for? It's not just to keep you from going into the world. It's to keep the world from coming into the church we got to prepare for a blessing hallelujah got to prepare for a blessing she told me and my husband started a long time ago we made sure there wasn't nothing in the house save this holy ghost oil hallelujah 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 oh i feel like old elisha this morning not comparing myself with him but let me tell you a little story hallelujah Amen. When I was seeking for the Holy Ghost, amen, there was, a, there was a prophet in the land. There was a prophet. His kids didn't live for God. His boys didn't live for God. His girls didn't live for God. And that old prophet died. They rolled him up in front of that church. And I was just a rank center boy seeking for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I'd heard about that double portion. Amen. And I looked and I saw his kids. And I saw there was a lot of things in the house beside, beside the oil. They didn't want what daddy had. Amen. They didn't want what their grandpa had. They wasn't none of them living for God. 
Brother, I'm telling you something. When they rolled that casket aside, this old center boy went there and knelt down where those bones were. And I said, God, I said, if they don't want it, pour that double portion out on me. God, if they don't want it, God, put that mantle on me. And, brother, I believe I come up with there from, with, there from, with that mantle. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to prepare for the blessing. Amen. you got to look. you got to prepare for the blessing, brother. Amen. If, somebody, if you don't want to pick it up, somebody's going to pick it up. If God's got to bring the drug addict in, somebody's going to pick it up. If God's got to bring the prostitute, somebody's going to pick it up. Amen. If God's got to bring the denominal world, amen, somebody's going to pick it up. Somebody's going to prepare for that blessing. She said, I ain't got nothing in the house. Save the oil. Hallelujah. He said, then use what you got. I'm telling somebody this morning, you may not be the song leader. There may not be nobody else in here got the talent you got for us leading the singing. There may not be anybody else in here got the talent you got for us playing. You may not be the song leader. You may not be the musician. You may not be the preacher. But I'm telling you this morning, you got something in your house you can use. Amen. You can pray. Amen. You can get that double portion. You can be the spark plug that makes this thing run every service. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be the one that says, God, let it fall on me. God, let me start speaking in tongues. God, let me feel it, Lord. Let me be the one that runs the aisle. Let me be the one that, that waits on the man of God. Let me be the one that helps him preach. Let me be the one that says, that's it, preacher. Don't let nothing get in my house. Don't let nothing come in my house. Save the pot of all. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent of God? There's got to be somebody that keeps the oil in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, go. He said, go to your neighbors. That was another test. He said, go to your neighbors and borrow all the vessels you can. Borrow not a few. And he said, ah. I'll tell you what to do from that. She didn't do it about like he said to do it. She did it exactly. She was preparing for the blessing. Now this speaks volumes to me. It may not mean nothing to you, but where we live, we got folks. I'm sure everybody around this country is saints. But where I come from, they got a lot of folks. They'll kind of wall out of you, brother. They kind of look at you. We got folks over there. And even our folks that come to church ain't perfect. We got folks. Hallelujah. But this little woman and her husband, somewhere they did a lot of things right. when they went to them neighbors he said go to all your neighbors and bar and whenever they went to them I believe them neighbors knew that her husband had died they knew she didn't have she didn't have enough money to hardly pay attention but they loaned her them vessels amen because there was a good report there they loaned her them vessels because they knew 
that that woman, she wasn't playing church, brother. Brother Marshall, they knew that somewhere her and her had told the line. Amen. They had, they had done it right. Hallelujah. And that spoke something to me when it went from neighbor to neighbor. And I'm sure the neighbor said, what you going to do with this many vessels? We preparing for the blessing. And they believed in it. They believed in it. And they gave them the vessels. She goes back and says, now what do I need to do? He said, go in, shut the door upon you and your sons. He said, begin to pour out. You begin to pour out. Can I tell you when your blessings will come? When you learn how to pour out around these altars in prayer. When you learn how to get in that closet of prayer, you begin to pour out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been times that I have preached. There's been times I have left this pulpit. And I feel like, Brother Moore, that I have poured out and poured out and poured out. I've pulled over on the side of the road. I have pulled over between here and Wiggins. Tears streaming down my face. I'm telling you, crying like a baby. And said, God, I have poured out. To God, I really don't know if there's anything even in the vessel. And all of a sudden, I would feel that Shekinah glory as it would come over me. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. And God said, the oil will always stay when you pour it out. The oil will always stay. And they begin to bring her vessels, her sons. And she began to pour. And I'm, for, I'm sure the first time she looked to see how much she had lost out of the vessel. And they all stayed. And she poured. And it wasn't long. She wasn't looking in the vessel, brother. She was just pouring. Can I tell you something? When we learn how to pour ourselves out for the church, when we learn how to go out and knock doors and pour ourselves out, we're preparing for the blessings of God. When we learn how to give, Amen. With a cheerful heart. Amen. We're preparing for the blessings of God. When we learn how to do and obey. Amen. Whatever the pastor says. Whatever the church standards are. Amen. Whenever we don't rebel against that. When we don't cover up for our mama. Amen. Can I tell you what we're doing? We're preparing for the blessing. And we're getting everything out of the house except the oil. And there she was pouring it out. She was pouring it out. Amen. Can I tell you that's how revival comes revival will never come as long as the oil just stays in your vessel but the day you learn how to pour it out the day you find somebody that's hurting the day you reach out and say hey I want you to know God loves you and God cares about you you're pouring your oil in that vessel and that's when revival will come revival is not going to come by you winning 15 Revival's going to come by you winning one this year. And you winning one this year. And you winning one family this year. And you winning one family. You got to get with them. And you just got to pour out. You got to pour it out. You got to pour it out. Amen. And as long as you pour out, the oil will stay. And now before she does anything else, she comes back to the man of God. And she said, I borrowed the vessels and not a few. And she said, they're all full. And they all stayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to see revival in this church. 
I want to see, I want to see young people in this house. God has dealt with me this morning. I want to see young people in this house that will pick up the mantle and say, I'm not living for God because I'm not 18 yet. I'm living for God because I got the mantle in my hand. I'm living for God because I believe this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got your Bible? Go to Amos, I believe it is, the ninth chapter and 13th verse. You got yours? Go to Deuteronomy 28 and 13. Preparing. Preparing for the blessing. Every sacrifice you've made. Everything, everything. How many has raised children that's grown and gone from your house? I have. I'm telling you, there were some times that I just had to dig my heels in and say, it ain't going to be that way. I know there was a lot of why, daddies. And I said, because daddy said so, that's why. I sat down and I prayed with them. I read the word of God to them. There's going to be a time you're going to have to be a parent to your children. If children could make the right decisions, they would not need parents. If parents could make the right decisions, we wouldn't need preachers. Hallelujah. But we need them. We need them. We need them. I went in. You say, well, I would never. That's, that's their room. That's private. I went in, and I, I inspect every little poster that they put on the wall. If I didn't like it, it'd come down. Not to go back up either. You say, well, that, that's their room. I'm telling you, you, their mom and daddy, you better make sure they ain't nothing but the oil in the vessel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to make sure the oil's in the vessel. 9 and 13, read it for me. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. The plowman, I want you to hear what it says. The plowman it's going to overtake the reaper. They're still going to be reaping in the field, and it's time to plow it again. Read. The treader of grapes and him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine. Somebody had prepared for a blessing, brother. They were so much so bountiful in the field that they were still gathering grapes when the plowman started. Brother, they had a bountiful crop. Hallelujah. Whenever the treader of grapes, he was treading grapes, they were sowing seed, plowing in the field, and they hadn't got all the crop out yet. They were blessed. Somebody prepared for the blessing. Somebody did some work. Somebody made sure there wasn't nothing in the house, save the all. Deuteronomy 28 and 13. And the, listen to this, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Aren't you tired of being the tail? God can make you the head. You got to prepare for a blessing. Is that what, that's the word. Well, there's a lot of people just satisfied being the tail. I'm telling you in this Holy Ghost, Amen. You ain't got to be satisfied in a, in a long, let's see how my little kid's song. A long time. 
I don't know something about a tail. Anyway, read that again. And he walked drag along behind. Too many people come into the church. Oh, that's fine doing that. They ought to at least be able to see your tracks where you come in. You don't have to be the tail. You can be the head. I got the book on you. Read it loud. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Read. And thou shalt be above only and not be beneath. Too many people's right here at sea level and standing on their tiptoes to try to keep from drowning. That ain't God's will for an apostolic. That's not God's will for an apostolic. Amen. So how, how can I do better? Get some things out of your house that don't need to be there and prepare yourself for a blessing. Hallelujah. You need to get some things out of the house. I could preach on for a while, but I'm not. Hallelujah. I would say come to the music, but they're already here. That is some hope for a minute. Hallelujah. Read a little more of that. If you are hearkening unto the commandments of the Lord your God, read, which I command thee this day, to look at it and to do it. Not just look at it. We got a lot of people who look at it. But I'm telling you what, you need to go home this brand new year. You need to sit down with your little honey and say, hey, you know, there might be some things we can get rid of in this house and we can have a bigger pot of oil than this right here. I'm telling you, the more oil you got, the more oil you're going to have. Amen. But the more of the things of the world you got, the less of the oil you're going to have. The more you fill this house right here, amen, with material things, the less room you're going to have for the oil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we can be blessed if we prepare for the blessing. Hallelujah. Bottom line, she went back. She said, they full. She said, now, what do I need to do? Brother, she didn't take it on her own just because she had oil in the house. She stayed with the preacher. She stayed with the preacher. He said, go. He said, you owed a debt you couldn't pay. He said, but go and sell this what you have. Pay those creditors off. And he said, you and your sons live off of the rest. I didn't leave my children no bank account. I never bought them a car to ride in before they could old enough to drive and graduate. But I tell you, I did my best to make sure that the house, there was always a pot of oil in the house. I didn't let my kids fuss and fight. I had three girls. Brother, they fought like bulldogs. People think only boys fight. I never let them fight in that house. I said, you get out in the yard. Brother Marshall, I told him, I said, this house is going to be a sanctuary. 
I said, because one day you're going to get grown and you're going to have a husband and you're going to have kids and you're going to need a place to run to. And I want you to know that it's still got the oil in the vessel. And can I tell you, I can't count the times, brother, since they've been married, that them girls come and say, Daddy, pray with us. Pray with us. What was they doing? Preparing for a blessing. Hallelujah. Center boy, come to the house of the Lord. I owed a debt I could not pay. The creditors were taking me to be a bondman. A slave to sin. But Jesus went to Calvary and paid the debt in full that I might go free. Can I tell you something? These little old boys were not blessed by their merit. They were blessed by the merit of a father that was not even there. We're not blessed and we're not saved by our merit. We're saved by the mercy and the grace that was bought on Calvary. As this church stands today, I think it would be a good time this morning for you to search and see if there's anything in the house save a pot of oil. Because there'll be a day that you're going to really need God. There'll be a day. Young man called me yesterday on his way to work yesterday morning. He was so upset, Brother Moore. He was, he was crying so hard. On his way to work, he'd come up on a wreck. And there was a young girl in there, and she was pinned in that car. And he was trying to get her out. And he said that she just, she was looking at him. And he said, I was... I was doing everything I could, Brother McCain. He said, I was doing everything I could. And he said, she was just looking at me like I was the only hope that she had. Can I tell you something? There's a world dying lost out there. And they're looking at you. And they're looking at you. And, you. and you're the only hope that they have. Make sure the oil is in the vessel this morning. Make sure there's enough in there that you can pour out. You're going to meet somebody today that's hurting, crying, distressed, in need of a friend, in need of a God, in need of a Savior. Even the same blood of Calvary that was shed for me and you, it was also shed for them. I felt compassion this morning when I heard heard some of these elders in here praying, asking for prayer for certain ones. It wasn't a routine. They know time's running out. They know, they know that it's just a matter of time. And that boy told me, he said, Brother McCain, I was doing everything I could. He said, I knew it was just a matter of time. If somebody don't get them out, if somebody don't fill the vessel, they're going to die in a lost condition. There's revival for Bendale Church. Amen. It can start this morning. It could start in you today. 
by saying, I'm going to get some things out of the way that they can be more oil in the vessel. There needs to be some repentance today. There's, a, there's power in repentance. Some people in the house need to fix things with God. There's a couple even need to fix things with the man of God. But these altars are open as they play and sing this morning. And if you need to fix it, don't walk out of this house today. And You'll find mercy and grace abundant and free if you'll come. If you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's enough oil in the house to fill your vessel. Amen. It's not God's desire for you to walk out of here lost or undone. It's not God's desire for you to walk out of here in confusion today. But it's God's desire to fill the vessel. Amen. He's already paid the debt that you might go free. As they sing, these altars are open. These altars are open. Young, young ladies, need to be some commitments made this morning. Need to go home and make sure and get some things out of the house. Hallelujah. Amen. I know I've preached straight this morning. I love you. I love you enough that you ain't going to go to hell with me not telling you about some things. Amen. You need to come to these altars. Anybody for Calvary this morning? Amen. These altars was put here for the saints of God. Amen. There's others in the house today. You need to come. All over the building, you need to come. You need to search and see what's in the vessel today. Would you come? Would you come?